Welcome back to Throwing Hands. It's Jacob, per usual. Daniel can't be here. He's in class right now. But I got a special guest, Eddie George, just coming off his second pro win, 2-0. Eddie, how you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Uh, just chilling, spending time with the fam, enjoying this beautiful day. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. So we're, we're going to get to the win a little later, but we're going to start off from where you started off. How'd you get your start in martial arts? Um, well, I, uh, I got, as a, as a young kid, I dabbled a little bit in like traditional martial arts. Um, I got, I have a, a black belt in Taekwondo. Um, but I, I, uh, I was more into like wrestling. I started wrestling when I was 13 and that just kind of built me up to where I'm at now. So wrestling is my main thing. Definitely. So then, you know, you, you have black belt in Taekwondo, you have great wrestling background. What made you realize that you wanted to do MMA for a career? It, it kind of just fell into my lap, to be honest with you. When I first signed up with uh, with Nick Newell at Fine Arts Academy, I really just did it for like the, the camaraderie. Like I, I was just wanting a team, um, like that that team vibe that I missed from having uh, that I had when I wrestled. Uh, so fighting wasn't the like my main goal when I first signed up. I just happened to show up to sparring, was piecing up guys that was there for a while and already fought, and I was like, man, I might be pretty good at this. <laughs> Yeah, so you you mentioned you wanted a team. You you fight out of the New England area. Do do you guys have like a New England mentality about you? You know, there, it's, there's a lot of hardworking people up there. So, what meant? Do you have that type of mentality when it comes to New England? I I feel like I have a very tough mentality. Um, mind mind strong. You know, you gotta you gotta have a tough mind. I feel people in the Northeast. You know, New England specifically. It's uh, the winters are very harsh. You know. A lot of times people are in like real bad moods from like all the snow, the cold. So it definitely like calluses you and makes you, makes you a little bit tougher. I feel, I'm, I'm from South Carolina originally. I'm, I moved to Connecticut in 2014. Um, so I'm starting to get calloused, you know, <laughs> but I, I will say being from somewhere where it's very warm or not very warm in the winter time, but it's warmer in the winter to being somewhere in New England where it's like terrible in the winter time. You, you, there's definitely harder people up here. Definitely. So you, you know, you get through spot, you start to spar, you start liking this and you start getting to amateur fights. You only had six pro fights and then you moved to pro right away. Only a couple of years after you started, why was the move so quick? Um, really the, uh, the game plan was just to test myself and, uh, fight all the, the toughest competition around as an amateur. I took my first amateur fight with just six months experience. Um, to be honest, I wasn't even really throwing like, I didn't know how to throw a jab correctly. I'm just now getting my jab where I, where I like it. But at that time, I I took a, a very tough fight, six months experience against a hard guy. Came up with a, a loss, but I learned a lot. And then it was from there, it was just another tough guy after another tough guy. And it helped me climb the ranks and get me to where I was able to, to become a pro sooner than a lot of guys that's been training for like five, seven years. Definitely. So then after these six amateur fights, you get into your first pro fight versus uh, Giannis. 
What were your thoughts going into this fight? Um, well, obviously, if some people, you know, people look at his record and be like, oh, man, this guy doesn't have that, oh, that winning record or he, it, on paper doesn't look all that impressive. But my mindset is I'm 0-0 and he's an, a veteran with a lot of experience. And no matter what someone's record is, especially with small gloves, it's a fight and <clears throat> anybody can get tagged. So my, my mentality was just to, uh, to go out there and establish myself early and show them that not only do I belong, but I'm here to take over. And um, that's, you know, I was blessed to, to catch him, I think, 21 seconds into the first round and uh, finished him. Definitely. So you, you get that win in 21 seconds. You've taken minimal damage. I'm sure you're looking to get back into the octagon very soon. But then, boom, COVID happens. How did COVID challenge your preparation and – or the challenges that it presented? It was, it was very challenging. I actually had um, a fight lined up for May, first weekend of May. But uh, because of, you know, the pandemic, the, the, the peaking of the pandemic, that, that all got scratched. The gym closed down, but I, I kept training. Uh, I was able to focus more on my solo drills, a lot more road work than usual. I was training more like a, like a marathon runner, 10-plus-mile um, runs. And then slowly me and Nick would – getting a lot of one-on-one work, one -on -one work, excuse me. And then from there, we just built a small team uh, around what will help my career the most. And, and it's actually, the pandemic's helped my career out a lot because inside my gym, I've been able to create a small personalized team for just me. I would have never been able to have the opportunity to do that if it wasn't for uh, the COVID breakout. Definitely. So you, did you feel more prepared coming into this next fight? Uh, like, let's say if COVID didn't happen, would you be less prepared? You think? No, no, I, I, um, I would, it, it's a different type of prepared. Yeah. You know um, what I'm getting at though, right? Yeah. It's a different type of prepared. So I would have definitely been more seasoned in the cage. Cause I would have had, you know, by this time, if COVID would never happen, I would have had at least one or two more fights under my belt than going into my second fight in October. Um, but my conditioning, I will say, is better than it's ever been because of COVID. So my conditioning-wise, yes, it, it was a lot better. But for as like cage time, I, I would have been, you know, probably a little bit better off than I am right now, composure-wise. Yeah, definitely. I, I get that. So you come into this uh, next fight last Wednesday. Uh, what was it like? Was was there a difference uh, in the energy because there was no crowd? Yeah, it, it was definitely different. I, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. It was a little weird because you know, obviously we spar and like there's not a crowd when when we, when, you're, when you're in the gym sparring, but you still have a faint sound. Like I didn't realize until I was in the cage and I was about to fight. I was like, man, I'm used to it, like even like music, like I'm used to some type of sound. So with, with the fight, there was, there was nothing Like you could hear a pin drop across the, the tent, um, which was different. I loved it though, because I felt it, I felt like I was reliving what the pioneers of this sport did. Like they used to fight in strip clubs and outside of bars and in tents. And I kind of felt like I got to do that fighting outside in a tent. And I felt very honored to be able to, you know, see what they felt. Yeah, so you against this uh, Mazepa guy, you you know you dirtied up, you kind of chuckled, dealt it, you just dirtied it up, clinched him, and then just went at him and hit him with that elbow that pretty much finished him. Did, was that your game plan that you executed, or did you have to change things? 
No, my, my game plan, I really didn't know what to expect. I, I heard that he like was the grappler, but from what I saw, he, he didn't understand his range. He, for a very tall guy, he didn't understand how to control his range as well as he should, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, I've never really fought anyone that was six foot two. So my game plan was just to go in there and fill it out the first couple seconds and get a gauge on my distance and what he was going to give me, you know, because it takes two to dance. Um, and a after the, the first exchange, I, I noticed that I could move in and out <clears throat> no problem, however I wanted to, whatever range I wanted to fight. He actually was the one that kind of stayed in that mid-range where it made for a dirty, like, clinch fight. Um, I don't know if it was because he was wanting to take me down and then he just wasn't able to uh, overpower me to bring me down or, or what it was. But I was, I was kind of wanting to stay out, out a little more into the open once I realized that um, he didn't understand range as, as well as I did. Definitely. So, you know, you get this win. What are you looking to do next? I actually, I was in the gym on Saturday sparring. So <laughs> I did eight rounds, uh, eight MMA rounds of uh, sparring on Saturday. Um, so I, I haven't stopped training. I, I fought on Wednesday, was in the gym on Saturday sparring. I have a responsibility, my, my coach as well as my teammate, Nick Newell, he's fighting for Bellator on the 29th. Um, and we're each other's main training partners. I, I do um, for all my you know camps. He he's my one of my main sparring partners for his camp. I'm his main sparring partner, so I had a responsibility to be there for him this Saturday. Um, but I'm I'm still training. I'm I'm looking to get back into the cage as soon as possible, um, healthy as can be. Why not? You looking to stay in a CES or you know make that move to Bellator or uh, maybe even on the Contender Series. Um, as of right now, my, my goal is uh, CES. You know, I'm, I'm signed with them. I have, I believe, four more fights with, with uh, CES. Uh, I really want to achieve a, a CES world title. I, I feel that would be a, uh, a great, you know, a, as a big goal of mine, and it would be a, a high point of me to, to attain, obtain a legit world title, you know, a CES world title. And then I, uh, contender series is also something that is in my, in the back of my mind, but I know I have till next summer. So that's a, a talk because I, I, it's, it, they, I believe they just do it in the summertime. Yeah. But, yeah. um, so as of right now, it's just CES, a world title for uh world CES title and then contender series down the road, baby. All right. Well, that sounds like a good uh, thing to end on. That's all I got. Eddie, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Eddie, E-D-D-Y, George underscore MMA. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. I don't have Facebook. All righty. No well, problem. I want to thank you for coming on. That was a good time. Yeah, Jake. No problem. Bro. Uh, thank you for having me. Awesome talk. And um, look forward to doing it again, hopefully. All right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Eddie George, everybody.